Are you a sentimental person? If so, what is something you hold on to for sentimental value alone? This is Tuesday, October 24th, and I know it may seem silly, but I've held on to cards that Sandy, my wife, has given me through the years. As you can imagine, after 40 years, well, that's a lot of cards. Her handwriting is beautiful, and she almost always includes a note. Then, of course, there are photographs. Behind my desk are numerous photographs of our family, but also many of our church family, that I have held on to to remember to pray and to stoke in me a sense of gratitude for the people God has placed around me. What sentimental ephemera have you held on to? These things are the shadows our lives cast and the lives of others we love. When the person cannot be present with us for whatever reason, even having the shadow is a gift. Let's go to our text. This is Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now in Jesus' sermon, he speaks about something God wired into our nature. That is what you might call treasuring. Yes, God made us treasuring creatures. That means we will value things, and we will give them a place in our heart. They can be so wound up in our hearts, we can hardly see how entangled we have become with them. One of the most basic, but also deep human dysfunctions is having disordered treasures. That is, we value what we should not, and we do not esteem or value other things that have great value. What is treasuring? It is putting our heart on something or someone. And by the way, we can't stop our hearts from treasuring. God made us this way, and everyone does this. Our daughter, as a young child, treasured her blanket. But when it became torn and dirty, by ex- uh, she still continued to love it. By extension, a parent will treasure that blanket because her daughter did. The parent may store it away for decades to save it because it was the treasure of her daughter. Here is Dallas Willard explaining, he's a theologian, the way treasuring works. He said, treasures are things we try to keep because of a value we place upon them. They may may be of no value whatsoever in themselves. Nevertheless, we take great pains to protect such things. Yes, our hearts are secure if what we treasure is kept safe. And this is what Jesus is teaching us. Now, the most important teaching of our faith for those who are in Christ is to treasure God and his kingdom, to make God your treasure, to hold him dear above all else. Why would we do that? Well, first, because there is no one, there is nothing greater than God. He alone deserves to be treasured, to occupy that supreme place in our hearts. But what we treasure lies close to the center of our souls. Now, second, because he has loved us, Jesus has treasured us. Not above the Father, of course, 
but consider the way Jesus treasured us and all he did to protect us. His love for us was not a mercenary affair. He didn't have to come into our world. He didn't have to go to the cross simply to complete a mission. But he did this because he loves us. He has valued us. He has treasured us. I think this provokes us also to treasure him. His love moves us, and it reorients our world. And this is what Jesus is teaching about here. How could we treasure possessions and money above the one who created us and loves us? And then, will we not with him seek to protect all that he holds dear? That is what God's kingdom is, the extent of his will in the world. As we pray in the Lord's Prayer, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we too come to protect the kingdom of God because it's loved by God and we have treasured him. I remember a friend visiting one of the British islands in the Caribbean some years ago and getting a traffic ticket. He was surprised to read the words on the ticket. It said that he was being charged and and fined for, quote, offending the honor of the queen. You see, that island was in the jurisdiction of the time at the time of Queen Elizabeth. Now he wondered how could he have done anything in his moving violation that would offend the honor of the the queen. But he realized that everything in her kingdom is about her as the sovereign. To break the law in any manner is to bring offense to the monarch. And this is the way our world works. When we sin, we dishonor the king. We bring offense to him and his kingdom. Now I want to get back to that idea of treasuring. What would you like to treasure? Who or what will you honor? Choosing what you treasure is choosing where you will put your heart, what you will live for, what will matter to you. You see, Jesus is not just teaching us about our finances here. He is challenging what we have given our hearts to. And there is no one more worthy of giving our hearts to than the Lord. Our lives will become disordered by our disordered treasures. But the good news is that Jesus has treasured us so that we could know and enjoy the God who made us and who loves us. Just as parents would protect the thing that their daughter treasured, we also come to love and protect the things that our king values and treasures. This explains how we will treat people, how we will care for God's creation, and how we will view and use the resources and all that we have. Let's pray. It's true, Lord, we're a treasuring people. Forgive us for treasuring houses and cars and so many other things besides you. We want to treasure you above else, all else. For we pray your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.